Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosser. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Carol Markey Dads from uh, Triple P to our program. Uh, I hadn't heard of Triple P. You're all going to learn about it in a moment, listeners. Um, but uh, Carol is the Triple P International Country Director, and they're an interesting organisation, and they are launching a new free baby program for Aussie parents. And that comes on the back of um, some research which uh, shows there's an awful lot that parents are looking for in um, positive parenting and, and improving their parenting skills. But firstly, welcome to Viewpoints, uh, Carol Markey Dads. Thank you, Henry, and that's a great introduction. Oh, thank you. I've uh, <laughs> You made it easy because it's all here for me. And uh, yes, I've not ever heard of um, Triple P. I've heard of Triple R, but then they're a radio station and uh, uh, Triple This and Triple That, but not Triple P. Tell us a bit more about uh, Triple B. I understand they're uh, headquartered in Brisbane, Australia. That's right. So Triple P, Positive Parenting Program, was developed at the University of Queensland. Um, it's been a long time, um, based in research developed by clinical psychologists, now used around the world in over 30 countries, 20-odd languages um, for various components of the program. Um, but it's a homegrown product, so we're very proud to have the Australian government now supporting free access to it across the nation. Um, and essentially, it's a toolbox of parenting tips and strategies that are designed to build parents' confidence so that they can raise healthy, confident and resilient children. So what tools would be in this toolkit? Well, it's based on five key principles of positive parenting, which is about um, being a safe and warm and nurturing family environment um, and then having positive interactions with your children, setting some limits and being able to back up those limits, um, taking care of yourself as a parent and having realistic expectations of yourself as a parent as well as your children. Mm. Now, um, there's lots of organisations out there, Carol, that um, offer all sorts of things to people in parenting uh, programs and parents really need a lot of help as this research, which we'll talk about in a moment, says. But you've got some, you've got some quantifiable ticks. Um, I see you're ranked by the United Nations as the number one parenting, your program is the number one parenting program in the world and is backed by four decades of ongoing research. Uh, that's a pretty um, a pretty prestigious endorsement. It is, and we're very proud of the research base that we've built up. And our research is based on what we call the gold standard of research, randomised controlled trials. So we've got over 170 of those around the world showing that for many parents, regardless of their family situation, their family structure, the culture that they're in and the ages of their children, that Triple P works. Mm. And I, I also noticed while we're talking about it, um, there's millions of children and their families used in over 30 countries, translated into 22 languages other than English. My question, that's wonderful. My question is, uh, and, and, and it's an interesting one because I'm in the field of education, you're working in so many different countries. Cultures vary uh, from country to country, region to region. Um, how do you take that into account with your program? Because with cultures differing, um, I know in my own school we're multicultural to a reasonable degree and uh, that's a, that can be a challenge at times uh, with, with, with the parenting. 
You're right there, Henry. So even within culture and across cultures, there's so much variability um, across parents and their expectations and their values and beliefs about raising children. But the beauty of Triple P is it doesn't tell parents how to raise children. It gives them the tips and the tools and the strategies that they can use to develop parenting routines for those things that are important to them. So if you want your child to sleep in their own bed all night um, independently, then there's a routine that you can follow for that. But if you want to um, co-sleep and or share rooms with your children, then that's okay as well. So it's more about providing, I guess, the process um, and the tools that parents can adapt and use, but they set the goals and and self-determine what's important for them and their family life. Now, research that you've commissioned uh, has revealed some alarming stats around the issues that are concerning parents in Australia. Uh, We might go through them. Uh, um, 67% of parents struggle with time management. That's right. It's a busy, busy life we have now. So we're connected 24-7 to working parents in families often, lots of extracurricular activities. So it's hard to fit things in and we find as Um, adults were just rushing from one thing to the next. Mm. So in terms of time management, if they're rushing from one thing to the next, um, it's very hard to get them to cut back on their time uh, needs, isn't it? It is, but it's it's having some good rules and expectations around screen time and, you know, adults, we can be good role models for this as well. Do we put our phones down for times during the day and and do other activities and be uninterrupted with our children and and model how we don't need to be connected to our device 24-7? So that's a a big part of it. But the other side is planning and preparation and having a look at your week ahead. Are there things that you need to do? What can you say no to? Um, And then getting things ready ahead of time. So if we're going to be rushing out the door, can we get lunches packed? Can we get um, bags packed the night before, have school uniforms ready, those sorts of things. Mm. When you mentioned screen time, I couldn't help but segue into an issue that uh, a lot of parents bring to my attention. We find that at school too, when you talk screen time, um, that's an issue for a lot of parents in dealing with their children because it's like the horse has bolted there. They're on screens, the kids a lot, and it can become what appears to be quite addictive. It is very addictive um, and that's, I guess, part of their attraction um, to the young people and especially when you get into those teenage years or um, pre-adolescence, um, the influence of social media is huge on children and they want, they want to know what's being said by their peers online. But it's all about setting up really healthy return, routines early in life. So we now have tip sheets on setting up um, screen time routines for toddlers and preschoolers where it's really important that the parent is highly involved in the activity that their child is doing on the on the screen and then over time children learn to be more responsible um, how to develop good responsible screen habits so that they can be left more independent but but even as teens we need to put their devices away at some time so taking them away at night and charging them overnight in a in a space away from the children would be ideal Yes, it's one that they often grapple with. Absolutely. And actually some of the parents have exactly the same issue. Well, that's what I was saying before. If we can't model ourselves that we can put our phone down and be uninterrupted for at least an hour to interact with visitors, family, friends, then how do we expect our children to be able to put their devices down as well? So there should be some screen-free time every day. Mm, That's a good point and a good point on which to take a short break. You can hold the line there, Carol. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Viewpoints listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossick. I'm in a little discussion with Carol Markey, Dads from Triple P International. She's the country director. They've got uh, some wonderful uh, programs, uh, Positive Parenting Program, which is backed by a lot of international uh, support, governments, and uh, most importantly, evidence-based research. Back, uh, back with us, Carol, how are you? I'm doing very well, thanks, Henry. Nothing much has changed in the break, I presume. <laughs> no, no. The now, sun's still shining up here. Oh, good. Yeah. It's actually, you're sharing it with us. It's shining down here too, so we'll enjoy it while it lasts. Now, we're talking about the research. We, we spoke before about parents struggling with time management. 43% of parents admit being unsure of action to take when children are misbehaving. That's an intriguing one because it involves... Um, it involves emotions to a large degree too and how you manage them in a moment when perhaps you're frustrated or disappointed or angry or even excited about your children. That's so true. So if our emotions are heightened, so like you said, excitement or stress more commonly for parents, um, it's very difficult to be able to think clearly, to be able to stay calm and respond to the situation that's in front of you in a way that's helpful and going to guide and support your child to learn the behaviour you want them to do instead. So part of the the tricks of parenting is really having realistic expectations of yourself but also looking after yourself as a parent so that you can then tend to the needs of others. Mm, that makes good sense. Yeah, b- behaviour of kids. The other thing I know as a teacher and a principal uh, and also a parent um, is that we have to be patient with kids in the sense of they're children and they're still learning. Um, you can tell them once or twice, like my father used to say to me, he says, in one ear and out the other, but uh, he kept on putting it in my ear, the advice, and eventually I listened to it. Children will mess up. Absolutely, and that's realistic expectations, isn't it? There's no such thing as a perfect child. They don't know. They don't come out knowing how to behave in every situation, and so they need opportunities to practice and learn. And for some children, they've got... Um, We've all got different temperaments, we've had different experiences and it might take them a little bit longer to learn how to regulate their emotions and stay calm when they're disappointed because that's a tough one. A lot of adults have trouble staying calm when someone cuts them off on the road or cuts in front of them in a queue. So how do we model, I guess, good self-regulation skills for our children? Um, And we do that by staying calm when our child is displaying some challenging behaviour. Mm. Now, the the next one is an intriguing one. 51% are concerned about their children reaching their full potential. And, and this comes up too in schools, obviously, because we're involved with their education. Of course, it begs the question, doesn't it? Uh, and you, I'm sure you're aware of it, uh, uh, Carol. What is their potential? (laughs) What is anybody's potential? (laughs) Well, I guess we all have the potential to be resilient and competent and confident um, and be able to get along with others um, and, you know, share, take turns and and be a good um, social citizen. And I guess the challenge for parents is that they play a critical role in shaping children's future outcomes. So we know that positive parenting is a protective factor for children's mental health and well-being. So children who are raised with the warm, nurturing and caring, responsive parents who set realistic expectations and are consistent, then those children are less likely um, to have mental health concerns down the track. Whereas we know that 
in when we look at adults who do have mental health problems, 50% of those concerns happened before they were 14 and 75 before the time they were 25. So we know that that child period um, and the impact of parenting has lifelong consequences on our development. Mm, so true. Now, the next one, I looked at uh, that one and I thought, ah, my father and mother would have been in this one. 39% do not think their children are performing at their optimum level. The word my father would have used and mother would have been, I'm lazy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few in our generation that would have, would have heard that. Yes. But there's much more recognition now of children's mental health and well-being, and it's not good enough just to say, well, you know, um, <laughs> have a spoonful of cement and harden up. Um, that's just not going to cut it nowadays. We we recognise that our mental health and well-being is critical for our lifelong success and we need to be in tune with that early on and help children develop the mental health and coping skills to deal with anxiety, um, sadness, um, setbacks. And so that's that idea of resilience. We really need to be helping our children develop resilience in those early years. Mm. And um, all the research that we're hearing coming out from every which way at the moment, Carol, is that Anxiety, well, mental health per se, but anxiety is at uh, adults too, is at record levels. That's true. So, what I've heard is that um, compared to pre COVID, when anxiety was the most common um, childhood concern, particularly for, for girls um, prior to COVID, um, but now we expect one in five children meets the criteria for an anxiety disorder. So, that's a huge number 20%. And that um, layered on top of uh, anxiety among parents um, for the reasons cited above creates a real cocktail of, um, I'd say, at times panic among parents, which I guess is where you, you, you people come in. And that's exactly right. So there is this... Um uncertainty, um, mm -hmm. lack of confidence amongst the parents. It's highly likely that it's related to elevated levels of anxiety amongst the parents themselves. So they're anxious. Is this the right way to behave or respond to this um, situation? There's so much information out there, um, but what is, I guess, the evidence-based and proven strategies? So we're really encouraging parents that it's okay to be asking for help. Everyone needs some assistance when they've got their new baby, when they start to get mobile, they transition to kindergarten and school and then off to high school. They're key times in a child's life where it would be helpful for parents to have some tips to support those big transitions. Mm. And, and I, I ask this question of many people because it's affected uh, or just about everybody I've spoken with and, and obviously the you people and the people with whom you work, uh, Carol, COVID, <laughs> the last two and a half, nearly three years now, the impact on, on your work and the people that you see? Well, anxiety is the biggest um, impact, but also um, children have missed out on so many opportunities. So they haven't had, the young children haven't had the opportunity to go to their early learning, their kindergarten and preschool. So they don't have as, um, as well-developed social skills and sharing skills as a previous cohort would have had. And then we've got the teenagers at the other end at high school who missed out on so many activities that were their year 12 events. Um, that they just didn't get to be in their first 15, um, you know, football team or the school formal and so on. So that's really knocked children's confidence and anxiety, which we've been talking about. Um, and it's made them more cautious and nervous about going out and, and, and interacting with others. 
And what about on Triple P International? I mean, nobody's immune to the effects of uh, the consequences of a pandemic as the one that we've had. How's it affected you, you and your people in, in your organisation? Well, on the one hand, there's been quite a few benefits for us because we have transitioned all of our training for practitioners as well as our um, courses for parents to online options. And so things that we didn't think were possible in terms of um, making the information and training courses available online, we've been able to successfully transition to that. And we're actually reaching more parents now and potentially parents that couldn't come out to a venue because of transport or childcare or cost issues um, who are now finding it more accessible to do the programs online. Mm. Now, at the collusion, at the end of all of this, um, if people are looking for the sort of support you can provide, um, A, what is it again and how would they access that? Well, now freely available across the whole of Australia, we have a range of online parenting programs available um, for families with children under 12. So we have Triple P Online for Babies. So expectant parents and those with the first 12 months of their baby. Then we have Triple P online for those with their one-year-old up to 12. And then we also have a program called Fear Less Triple P online, which is specifically for those families who have concerns about their child's anxiety and resilience, so to help build um, coping skills. Parents are able to pick and choose as many programs as they like. Um, They can access the programs 24-7 through our website, so that's triple P, T-R-I-P-L-E-P hyphen parenting.net.au and they can work through the program at their own space, at their own time and pace and using their own um, smart device. Absolutely. Look, um, Carol, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you and uh, the work you do. I'm always, I'm always attracted to quality evidence-based research and clearly that's uh, the work that's backing uh, the the programs that uh, that you provide and yeah look I see it in schools there's a lot of people got their kids in schools and they're you know they're tearing their hair out in frustration um, and they want the best that's another thing I've learned and you know all parents no matter how they approach it they actually do pretty much all want the best for their kids sometimes and often it's the lack of support or knowledge that's holding them back rather than not caring. That's exactly right, Henry. Really appreciate your support today and agree wholeheartedly. We all want to do the best we can and some of us um, will benefit from these extra resources to support us in doing that. Absolutely. If that works, it'll help us in the schools. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly will. Thank you. There was uh, Carol Markey Dads from Triple P International. He's the country director and they've got a great uh, Triple P program out there, Positive Parenting uh, Program, and you've got the details on how to access it.